Welcome to Simulator Review, helping you find quality flight simulation with the world's most comprehensive listings and reviews of simulators. A warm welcome to this episode of our podcast for the flight simulation community. My name is Alexis, and as usual, I'm joined by my two colleagues from simulatorreview.com, Andrew. Hi there. And Elliot. Hi. If you're a regular listener of our podcast, a warm welcome back. And if you are new to our podcast, then you're in the right place for discussion about simulator venues and getting the most from your simulator experiences. We're very pleased you found us, and we hope you stick around and subscribe. Also, do have a listen to episodes one and two for a great introduction to us and our website, simulatorreview.com. In this episode, we'll be looking at another simulator which we visited, and these are our blue pin featured reviews. We have done a few episodes dedicated to our featured review venues, and the last one was Ascent Aviation near Glasgow in the UK. In this episode, we'll be looking at 737 Pro in Blackpool in the UK. We'll be having a chat about the review itself, which you can read on our site, and we also want to give you some background of our review, as well as some discussion of what we thought the venue was like. Before we get on to 737 Pro, it's time for our regular simulator news update, where we cover news at simulatorreview.com and in the wider simulator community. And for this, we go over to Andrew. Hi, Andrew. What news have you got for us for this podcast? Uh, good day, Alexis. To be honest, so we, we're looking around for simulator news, and it's a bit of a light week if we're honest about it. So we thought just a bit of self-promotion would be quite nice. But uh, first off, we were thinking about what would you buy for Christmas? The season is approaching. What would you buy that dedicated die-hard simmer in the family? We thought, you know what? You might buy him a weekend to Hamburg. So we thought, there you go. What's on the database in Hamburg? So Al uh, got some uh, information out for me, and uh, he's got some simulator venues, which you buy in the weekend trip away to Hamburg for your flight sim enthusiast. Where could he go, Al? Hamburg, great choice. Something for everybody. You take your other half with you as well. And you've been a few times yourself. Yeah. I've been on night stops, and I've also had a city break there myself. Not as a, a flight sim enthusiast, though. So we thought we'd kick off with you'd arrive in Hamburg, take yourself off to the city and go and visit iPilot Hamburg. And there you've got the choice of an A320, an A380, a Bell UH-1H Huey helicopter, we like that, an F-16 Falcon and a Mustang virtual reality, so P-51 Mustang okay. uh, setup. Yeah, but no then, Boeing, so moving on. No, no Boeings yet. You oh. could then hire a car. And you could just head out to a neighbouring neighbouring town in Hamburg uh, where there's a 737 fixed base in. Oh, and, uh, and then as you route back to the airport, you're, you're in luck because uh, right at the airport is Pilot Flight Centre Hamburg. And uh, in the airport attached to the terminal building itself is a 737 fixed base simulator there. So it's a complete package. And uh, whoever you take with you will be thoroughly fed up with flight simulators by the end of that. Yes, and my dear wife won't be coming for me, but uh, I could go by myself and uh, just fill in the day in Hamburg. Sounds good. Or our resident host, it sounds like his perfect holiday. Well, yes. 
I was going to say, I think I've seen these before, these um, simulators actually in the airports. And Hamburg, for example, I think has got one. I think Dublin has one. I think there might be one or two others like that. It's a bit um, interesting. I've not tried one yet, but uh, it might be an interesting one to try. It's quite common in Germany to have a simulator uh, in the terminal itself. There's a few German ones. But we did discover somewhere quite interesting over in Tokyo when we were looking, didn't we? And we found a hotel room with a 737 fixed space sim. Uh, actually in there quite a few weird restrictions about when you could use it and uh, always has to have an instructor present which could get kind of awkward uh, in the middle of the night but um yeah it's another option well health and safety of course is paramount within uh, this industry absolutely and then uh, a couple of the greek islands also have some flight simulators there's one in Rhodes uh, that you could uh, combine your family holiday with and just nip off, mm. uh, op- obviously nip off to the bar and uh, mm. go and have an hour in a simulator. Brilliant. I tell you what, people tune into Simulator Review podcast. There's all sorts of things they learn, and now we're sorting out Christmas gifts as well. And planning holidays. I mean, there's, yeah. what can't we do? Well, of course, uh, speaking of popularity of such uh, places, is simulatorreview.com. We thought we'd just uh, quick update on what's been going on there. And some of the popular pages with a slowly modest growing audience has been our friends Ascent Aviation uh, up north in the United Kingdom. Uh, that's been a very popular review and a visit for traffic. And also the uh, fixed space versus full motion article. Uh, that's proved quite popular with our readers as well. So uh, And World Flight, just looking at the top three. Uh, that's proved very popular as well. So website's slowly coming along and uh, slowly building out our content with the additional uh, simulator venues being added each month as well. Yeah, and the podcast as well is a similar story. We've got a um, growing number of downloads of all the podcasts we've got. So 13 episodes prior to this, and this is number 14. Uh, so over 500 downloads so far. We've officially launched the podcast now uh, a few weeks ago, so that's picking up. The most popular podcast, interestingly, is our latest one, which is on the farewell to the Boeing. We've got our podcast we did quite early on, so the podcast one on the introduction to simulator review, and uh, podcast three, which was all about home-based flight simulation. The highest listened podcast for a blue pin feature review venue is Jet Sim School in Peterborough. So that was certainly a venue we very highly rated, so it's no surprise that uh, it's been uh, a very popular one for people to download and listen to, to listen to what we thought about that simulator. And the second most listened to one about a feature review happens to be uh, good old Delta 5 in Sao Paulo, uh, which Andrew uh, went to. So okay. I suspect a lot of people very interested in uh, Andrew's whining and dining that he had there and his hospitality, which, as you'd expect from a Brazilian business, was second to none. Well, the the, the Brazilian hospitality uh, was uh, reputation was certainly not, not let down at Delta 5. They're very uh, friendly people and... Very fond memories of that visit, and do look forward to at some point, uh, hopefully going back and just saying hello. Great, so thanks for that, Andrew and Elliot. Some uh, interesting news about uh, places to go and things to consider for Christmas if people are thinking of uh, simulator-related gifts, and also an update on us, our website, and the podcast. The main topic in this episode is a discussion about one of our Blue Pin featured reviews, and we've chosen 737 Pro in Blackpool in the UK. If you listen to some of our previous podcasts, you will have heard that these featured reviews are the top-level ones where we have been to the venue and done a thorough in-person review to really bring you all the detail about what the venue offers and what the simulator is like. 
This is one which Elliot and I went to, so due to popular demand, it's time for Andrew to take up the reins again and sit in the podcast left-hand seat. So over to you, Andrew. Uh, thanks, Alexis. Uh, I, I'm not sure about this popular demand thing. Uh, I, I'm really I'm, I'm suspect at that. Uh, I've come to the conclusion to this left seat is more of a cruise relief function rather than uh, operating skipper role. Are you so, seeing yourself uh, as a second pilot, a second officer, really? Rather, yeah, than yeah. Take off. You know, I can see you guys left, right seat, and I'm in the P3. Just you know, keep an eye, on, and then you go for your break, and I sort of take left seat. So yeah, it's, I think I've been missold. Having said all that, 737 Pro. I've got to say, I was saying this before we started recording. I think it's got to be one of my favorite icons or graphics that they've done, and. Uh, I think it really does stand out. It's quite something. Which leads me to first question is why, what was the interest in uh, you and uh, Elliot uh, heading over to Pro, uh, Alexis? What, what caught our attention to for the blue pin visit? So 737 Pro is a relatively new sim. It started only a couple of years ago in 2017. So I'd noticed it at the time when it started and uh, I thought it was a really interesting one to go to. Obviously, um, they've chosen the uh, 737, and that's always of interest to me as an aircraft simulator. It's relatively close to where I live, so I know a lot of the simulators in the area in the north of England and have been there. So I did want to go there and have a look at see what they were offering. Prior to our visit in our official capacity on simulatorreview.com, I've been a couple of times with friends there, so I knew it was a simulator that was really worth visiting. Uh, Elliot, had you heard of uh, 737 Pro before uh, the visit? Uh, it was one that we'd come across when we're building our database. So um, when you look at all the regions, when we're we're putting our pins in place and trying to fill in all the gaps, certainly uh, in sort of Lancashire, Blackpool region, it was the one that stood out there. So there's quite a quite a few sims around Manchester. There's one uh, over in D side that we know about. And uh, we know the, the north of England is, is full of simulators. But this one was a, a nice westerly one. And uh, we had the links through Alexis. Uh, we're told it's very friendly and a nice venue that was worth going to visit. So we're very keen on making them a blue pin. And I think the other thing is, I mean, you can see from the address that they're actually based at Blackpool Airport. And that's always something that interests us, which is a simulator that's based near or close to something which is of wider kind of aviation interest. Yes, certainly those airport-based uh, ones uh, seem really popular. Uh, so the location is really good. The simulator itself, Elliot, what are some of the key features or things that stood out for you that our readers and listeners uh, would, would want to know about? Yeah, so a lot can be gained by the, the pictures on our site. And very, very shortly, we've got to say there's going to be a, a walkthrough and an interview with the owner and also a promotional video for the whole venue. So you'd get to see a lot more there. But just uh, describing it, it's a, it's a 737 full flight deck. It's a, a home build that was moved to the venue. But it's, uh, it's, it's quite a complete flight deck there. So there's some things that, are, that were missing, such as a side tiller wasn't present but it's got very good overhead panel it's also got a bit of a cabin section uh, seated behind for spectators as well so they, they were the main things that we saw as you walked into the, um, the simulator itself and Alexis you've actually flown it a couple of times haven't you this sim yes and I'd flown it beforehand as I said I'd been to it before but I flew it on the day that we've been to visit them for reviews 
really good visuals, 220 degree wraparound visuals, and uh, they've got reasonably good scenery for most places that people would like to go. As you mentioned, Elliot, I think they've recently updated the overhead panel. Really good with the uh, locking toggle switches as well, which is very realistic, but not many places have. Just uh, for everyone to understand, uh, on the 737 overhead panel, because it's quite a dated aircraft and a dated panel, uh, a lot of the toggle switches, you wouldn't just flick in either direction. They actually uh, pull out on a spring, and then you command the, the forward movement, and then they sort of spring back into a lock. Um, a lot of the places we've been to with toggle switches are literally just a switch backwards and forwards. This was a very realistic overhead panel. Yeah, and as I say, it's not, there are not many places that have that, so that's always a plus point to see because it is realistic. The flight controls themselves, we've talked about flight controls before, and I think in previous episodes, especially in terms of the challenges of doing them for Boeings where you have a yoke, you're trying to build in the feedback, and I think there's certainly some work that needs doing on that. It's certainly flyable, as you probably will see when uh, the video comes out that Elliot mentioned. Uh, we did the little approach video for you to watch ideally i would like to see possibly a bit more feedback on the yoke and there is a little bit of a dead band in the middle so that's something you have to get used to i think over time they are looking to improve things as i said they've improved the overhead panel recently i think they are looking to try and improve the yoke a bit more but the throttles moved and worked as we expected most of the switches and main things that you'd see uh, were functional and working. There were a couple of things which didn't, which I think they're working on. For example, the autopilot disconnect on the yoke. Yeah, I'd certainly comment uh, on the yoke itself. So there's a couple of things. All, all the 737 fixed base venues that we've been to, they tend to um, use either springs or bungees uh, underneath the yoke, and that's to, to give it a bit of force feedback and feel. That's just a limitation of the system. Otherwise, you're using hydraulically powered flight controls like we would in a full flight simulator. But as a consequence, uh, as the real 737 does itself, has a little bit of a dead band. Uh, so if you imagine around neutral, you have to move the yoke either forwards or backwards a, a very short distance before the flight controls bite, for example. So we, we did find with 737 Pro that their dead band was quite large. And we were flying it with a little bit of aft trim against the back end of the dead band for a little more control responsiveness uh, in the pitch axis. And the other thing that uh, it, it did surprise me when we went, uh, and it wasn't the first visit, uh, this wasn't the case, but the second visit, the left and right rotation movement of the yoke was tied to steering the aircraft on the ground, a function that would usually be performed by the tiller on the side. So you were going down the runway using the yoke to steer left and right, which uh, that just doesn't happen in the aircraft. So I don't fully understand his reasoning or logic uh, behind this, but uh, that was uh, an active choice at that point. Um, and you've been back to ask him about it, Alexis. Yeah, it's interesting because, funnily enough, when you get beginners in the simulator what they will always try and do when going down the runway is not try and steer using the feet. They will try and steer by turning the yoke. And I think, as we all know, you get used to the idea that you don't steer with the uh, the yoke on the ground. Maybe that may be part of the reason for that. I think, realistically, we would want to see it done in, in the way that it's done in the real aircraft, ideally. Perhaps even if that function could be toggled, because it will alienate the... Um pilots that are coming to practice for simulators job interviews etc uh, that's a, a very interesting function because as andrew will attest 
in a Boeing, you take off with interwind aileron, it's called. So you, you deflect the ailerons towards the direction of the wind as you're taking off. And that is not possible to perform uh, in its current configuration. Yes, they teach you about the cross control. So you're applying opposite aileron to that rudder, which obviously you're controlling with the foot. And as you lift away uh, from the runway under cross control situation, then they're eased off to uh, the aircraft within naturally your yeah, into wind as it wants to. So that's obviously going to be very difficult to do with that setup. So that's a simulator itself. It's, it's got a few issues that if someone's going there, particularly for any flight, uh, you know, jet preparation, they need to be aware of. The venue itself, though, uh, how did you chaps find it? Perhaps, Elliot, start with you. The overall venue, the booking process, uh, its website, Value for Money, that type of thing. How did you find the business side of it? Uh, yeah, so if I, I talk about the location first, I'm a big fan of the location. It's fantastic. It's in the heart of Blackpool Airport and the simulator is located in a very popular, well-respected and busy flight school, West Air. And actually to access the simulator itself. So you, in fact, this this backpack a little bit more. You park up and the car park is right next to the apron where the GA aircraft are. And then as you access the simulator, you go into the flying school you go through into an open hangar where maintenance is performed and aircraft are stored there. So you're right up and close with the, the aircraft. So it's a fully immersive uh, aviation experience. And if you have a look at our walkthrough video uh, for 737 Pro, you'll be able to see uh, sort of the access point from outside to inside the simulator. So you'll see what I mean by that. Sounds good. Uh, you guys have both mentioned uh, these videos. Now, I think this is our third po first podcast we've spoken about that. What, what What's this video work we're doing now with uh, the Bluepin venues? So as we visit, we actually have been back to visit Simulator Adventures and 737 Pro. But future Bluepin visits will include an element of video work. A few reasons for this. Uh, it's good for social media. People would like to see moving pictures rather than a static picture. And we're here to try and inform potential customers all about simulators and give them as much choice and as much information as they can so they can select the right one with the most realistic experience. And what's better than a chat with the owners uh, or walk through of the venue and uh, a little bit of sim cam, a bit of sim time, um, so you can actually see what you're going to be buying. And that's our logic behind the videos. Excellent. Yeah, I think the customer about to with in addition to the still photo images that we've we've had on the reviews, I think video is going to add a little bit more to that. And it ties in nicely, too, with the podcast going on to YouTube. I think we'll be able to build out that channel a little bit more as well. Uh, Alexis, uh, from your perspective, Elliot's sort of spoken about, you know, the location and what was your overall impression uh, of, well, the location and how they've set it up and your experience? Yeah, so one thing we thought perhaps is there could be a bit more signage from when you get onto the airfield site to where the sim is. It's not entirely obvious, and I think you can easily make the mistake of going the wrong way. You can book your vouchers online, but I think you do have to call or email to actually make the booking and choose a time and a date. Uh, but that's no, not necessarily a negative thing. I think it, it is a positive in that it gives you a chance to talk to them and for them to talk to you and see really what you would like out of the session. 
it's situated in a uh, a manned flying club as well. So there's somebody on the desk. There's great facilities. You know, there's toilets, there's a little kitchen, there's a, a breakout area, there's briefing rooms. So it's a very well kitted out uh, venue with uh, everything that you would expect. I agree. And I think because they've got this downstairs area, which is uh, a nice kind of breakout area, if you come with other people, they can either come and sit in the simulator itself in the little cabin section behind. And I think there's about five seats or so you can sit in. Or, you know, if if they want to stay downstairs and have a cup of coffee, uh, they can sit there and watch the aircraft from the airfield next door. Yeah, very busy GA scene, isn't it, uh, that you can sit and admire? It's nice then that people who come along with you, even if they're not going to take part in the flying bit itself, nice to be in the cabin and sort of be a bit more involved in the experience. Maybe they've bought a gift uh, a gift card or voucher for someone, so I think that's really nice. And I assume they can sit there for free. There's no additional charges or they're not. No, that's built. one of my little pet hates, actually, is uh, when spectators are, are charged for, you know. I understand if it's justifiable within the experience, but uh, no, there's uh, there's plenty of space for Granny to come along with you as well. <laughs> Lovely. So another important part of the business that we look at is the flight instruction. So I'm wondering, what was your impression of the quality of the instruction and their knowledge and expertise? Yeah, so I think the instructors there are all commercial pilots or have PPLs or at that kind of level. So Tom, who we met, who is one of the main instructors there, uh, he's very enthusiastic, very knowledgeable on the aircraft and on the simulator. And that's one of the positives I think we'd noticed. I mean, he's very warm and welcoming uh, when we visited. I think certainly that shouldn't be taken for granted. I think we've certainly know of simulator venues where the experience isn't quite as warm and welcoming. Um, so although we'd like to think that should be a standard thing, it, not all, it isn't always. So we're pleased to see that. They clearly are very enthusiastic about the flying and the aviation part of it and the simulation. And I think uh, one of the main things we also picked up on that was really good to see was the amount of involvement in doing things which were not just simulator sessions so doing things like the young pilots club which i think elliot probably knows a bit more about yeah this is absolutely fantastic so our second what alexis says 737's pros strongest selling point is the the staff and what they offer is very friendly it's warm it's generous they give you a full hd video bring a bring a little memory stick I don't know if they might even give you one, but bring a memory stick. They'll record it for you, put it on there. They'll overrun if they've got time. They're there to give you a really, really good experience. And this is what we picked up on straight away and uh, we really liked. So following on from that, as Alexis says, that, that sort of character spills out into their community work. So they offer time in their sim as prizes in raffles, or they have done prizes in raffles. They've had the local air cadets in, but by far my favourite thing that they do is they have a scheme where they, uh, it's a paid scheme, but in the the half-term holidays, young children, you know, secondary school age, that are showing an interest in aviation um, can book themselves on a course. It runs Monday to Friday's the course, but Monday to Thursday's the training during the day. They come in and they're taught all about the aeroplane, how to fly the simulator, taught a route. And then on the Friday, 
their parents can come and watch and they go and fly the route and show the parents what they've learnt. And this is a really, really good way of encouraging youngsters uh, into flying and into aviation, teaching them about Boeing, teaching them a skill that's ultimately been lost since the flight deck door's been locked and uh, we've been constrained to visits after landing and before takeoff. So this, this is a really, really nice thing to get young people into aviation. That is a fantastic program, isn't it? I mean, I would have just loved that at that age. Imagine going along for a week of that training and then being able to show off to mum and dad at the end and of that. That's a brilliant why, experience. Why do more venues not do this? They are oversubscribed, according to Tom. Each time that they've run this course, it has sold out. What a fantastic thing to offer. I mean, when I was a kid, I might have had a, a windsurfing lesson or, you know, swimming every morning this is a fantastic thing to uh offer your kids if they like aviation or showing even just a scrap of interest in becoming a commercial airline pilot as we're talking about christmas gifts and the season that is approaching what a wonderful gift for that budding uh you know airline pilot and the family it's that's fantastic which brings us nicely sort of to wrap up the session uh, chaps with your overall impressions we always look at a few things as we sort of evaluate uh, our reviews is would you go back more importantly would you spend your own money there or a friend or family recommend them and did it meet the expectations that you gained from the website and just the uh, the advertising of the place so Alexis, shall we start with you, my friend, and then Elliot will finish off? I think the answer to the question would be, yes, I would do. And I have in the past and that I will do in the future. I think there, there are obviously one or two things we've mentioned that could be improved. There are some really good points as well in terms of the uh, people they have there and the welcome and the, the clearly the enthusiasm they have and the location on the airport. But uh, overall... It's a decent value for the amount they're asking for for the time on the simulator, and uh, it's certainly one I think we'll see continue to improve and to to grow over time. But there are clearly some very good and positive points there already. And for me, despite my annoyance with something as basic as the the way the flying controls are currently wired, I would go and spend my money at this place, and uh, that, that's rare for me. Uh, certainly, if I was in that part of the UK. And uh, I wanted to go and use a 737 flight simulator. I would love to take my friends or family here. This is a great sim and uh, it's the location and the staff and what is offered that makes this uh, a great sim. Uh, that's great. Alexis and Elliot, thank you very much uh, for your views and thoughts. Uh, 737 Pro is certainly a great venue. I'm really pleased to have them as uh, one of our featured ven uh, review venues uh, or blue pins on the website. Uh, so with that, I have to now relinquish the left-hand seat and go back to P3 as the captain is coming back uh, for the landing. So over to you, Alexis. Yeah, just turning, coming back from my rest break. So thanks to our cruise pilot, that, uh, sorry, should I say our highly valued acting captain for during the podcast. And uh, a really good discussion about 737 Pro, a venue we've enjoyed visiting and we've been back to recently to do some update. We'll have more episodes covering our blue pin featured reviews in the future, so do keep an eye out for those. There you go, a chat about 737 Pro in the UK and their simulator and their venue. Have a look at the review on our site as well. There are some photos that we took when we visited so you can see what it's like. 
Also, as mentioned recently in our previous episodes, we now have a YouTube channel and we'll be putting up some videos on this venue in particular. This will be linked to in the review on our site, simulatorreview.com, or if you go into YouTube and subscribe to our channel, when those videos are uploaded, you'll be able to have a look at them and see what the venue is like. If you've been to 737 Pro, let us know what you think. You can add your comments to the review on our site, simulatorreview.com. We'd love to hear what you thought and whether you enjoyed your experience. Also, if there are any other simulator venues you're interested in us reviewing, do let us know. In our next episode, we'll have a look at another general subject and we should hopefully have a special guest on as well. If you want to know who this is and what it's going to be about, you'll just have to wait till the next episode and download it in two weeks' time. So I hope you will join us again for that. In the meantime, if you are enjoying this podcast, please do subscribe on your podcast service of choice. We're available on all the major podcast services now. Please leave us a star rating and review, and we really appreciate your feedback. Until next episode, though, it's goodbye from me, and goodbye from Andrew. Goodbye. And it's goodbye from Elliot. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to the Simulator Review Podcast. We would love your feedback, so please do comment and rate us. Please follow, share, like, and subscribe on all our social media channels, where you can see regular updates on new simulator listings and reviews, as well as our latest articles. Until next time, happy simming.